Your Foot On It podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to Put Your Foot On It. And we are back after several months due to uni work, lockdown, whatever it is. We are back, stronger than ever, ready to discuss all the controversy, ready to discuss the Champions League, the upcoming European Championships and so much more. We have today the band together again. Sam Clark. Hello. We have Louis Blackmore as well. Hello. The feisty Harrison, Harrison Lane. Buddy, hello. <laughs> and ending with the captain who was late today and has hands why I'm presenting today, Jack Godfrey. <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, chaps, we are back. It feels good to be back. Uh, ready to discuss all the controversy that's been going on. There's been so much. We have simply have to come back. So let's just dive into it. Uh, what do we think about VAR's recent uh, involvement in the Premier League with Mike Dean, uh, Lee Mason, and so on? Sam Clark. I think as uh, you see everything on Twitter, don't you, which sort of just shows how much of a controversy it's uh, brought into recent times. Like, I know VAR's been a talking point for whenever it was introduced, like for a couple of years, but I think it's now getting more and more spoken about because the referees are now making decisions that people think they shouldn't be making and stuff. So it's causing a, a massive uproar really. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not being the biggest fan of it at the moment. Yeah, I completely agree with your opinion, Sam. Um, moving on to Harrison, what's your thoughts on that? I just think it's awful. I mean, I understand VAR is there to help, but there's not enough help from them at all for the referees. So we think we look at uh, rugby, for instance, they've had TMO now for years and it's it works perfectly. There's very It's very rare that a decision will be wrongly announced by them and the referees usually will go with what they say over their own decision, which is really what I think VAR should do in the Premier League. When the referee goes over to a monitor, he should be able to change his mind with no with no debate. It should be quite easy. And like you said, you mentioned Mike Dean. I mean, what he did, yes, both decisions he made were wrong. The red card and then the red card for Soshek. He should never have been subject to the abuse. I mean, that's that was horrendous. And I mean, Soshek came out himself and said there is no place for any abuse of any kind at all. So I just think at the moment, VAR is an absolute shambles. I think fair enough talking about football decisions and all that sort of stuff people like at the end of the day people make mistakes and I think that's why people are a bit annoyed about VAR because we've started to think maybe we'd accept the mistakes more without the technology but when it comes to personal abuse and stuff it's just completely unacceptable because you need to know when to draw the line between the sport and people's personal life. Obviously going back to Mike Dean later on um, yeah because football's always been a controversy game and VAR was meant to get rid of all that controversy but it seems to it seems to us like there's more controversy now with it than when there wasn't VAR. So it's a very grey area with it. Um, Luis, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, football is always going to be subjective. I mean, you know, certain decisions are always going to be, you know, oh, this is a penalty or that's a penalty. You think that, I think this. You know, you're never going to change that. And I think with VAR, to a certain degree, you're trying to make these sort of things black and white where they just aren't always, you know, like, and then you've got certain things like the offsides, you know, I mean, how many times have they changed the offside this season, the sort of rules with it? And also handball is a big, you know, big talking point. How many times have they changed that this season? You know, I mean, 
I know VAR is going to probably be a gradual process of it easing in, but you know, to a certain degree, how much longer are you going to carry on with it? You know, it's so frustrating, especially for the fans. I think. Well, good thing I'm being resilient at the moment. Um, I mean, that, you know, that's a big that's a big talking point as well. You know, how different has it been without the fans in the stadium? Well, so thank you very much for your thoughts. The influence, the influence or decisions, I think. If you've got home fans going crazy if something was going against them, they are going to influence the referees. It's going to happen no matter what because the referee's yeah. going to be scared to make a certain decision. And I think that's always going to be in football. And that's what makes it fun. That's what made it fun before VAR, that fans did have a, have a say slightly. Obviously, this year we haven't had that. So it has been a little bit of an issue. It makes it yeah, more the, the, There's it. an argument it's taking the passion out of the game, isn't it? You know, I mean... Fans aren't enjoying the game as much, so I think that's quite clear to see if you look at Twitter after, you know, during a game or after a game. There's so much talk about VAR; it's mental. It's every single game. That's the thing. Yeah, that's. We need football authorities need to stick to one main thing. They need to stop changing laws year after year, season after season. In my opinion. I mean, what's hard to come up with a, a stern, strict handball rule where everyone can follow it and there won't be any like error judgment? Like at the end of the day, football, a lot of decisions come from common sense. Like you know, if someone's deliberately handballing it, you know, if someone's miles offside. So like it's and when we talk about VAR, I know we're talking more about the referees sort of making their mistakes and how it should be like that. But with the lines that they draw. How do you know how they're so accurate to when the ball's kicked and all this sort of stuff? It's just coming to such fine margins, which is slightly unnecessary. So it's just causing, like, the, the rules sometimes don't match the technology. I think and just coming, yeah, coming back to another point, the fact that different leagues and different nations have implemented it in different ways, um, different sets of rules, different rule changes, but also the way that they operate it and the way they brought it in as well. And it kind of comes back to Lewis's point of um, the rules. I think what VAR has done most, which I think rustled people quite a lot, is it's highlighted the the sort of the grey areas in the rules, not knowing whether a decision is black or white and highlighting that actually is the rules. But also there's the, the fact that there will always be human error. There's, there's uh, no matter how much we want to try and perfect the game or the game wanted to, or people wanted the game to be perfected by VAR, it's still going to be down to a human judgment. This is where I think the rules definitely need to just be like fully decided because like Harrison mentioned about the rugby decisions, the ref and the TMO are so on board with each other because the ref, the the um, the rules are so like fixed, clear, yeah, that, yeah. That they know it. Just say like it's the whole if you uh, if the balls hold roll along the floor over the trial line, you have to make sure you get two grounded hands onto the ball, and everyone knows that. So like it's just making sure that they're clear for both the referee and the TMO to decide, uh, referee and the VAR to decide in football. And this is where a lot of people have been seeing recently on, like we said, Twitter, a lot of um, people are saying that VAR should have an assistant that is a former player who sort of understands the game sort of from a player's perspective to help the decision get made. I back that, back that definitely. I just don't, I think somehow, even though we're, we're so far ahead of other sports in some sense, VAR has come to football too early. They don't have the technology because football moves so quick, whereas rugby is a relatively static line-line sort of game. Football's free-flowing all the time. Like, there's not very many breaks in play. I don't think there's technology there to 
for the cameras to keep up with when the ball is moved from the player's foot at the exact moment. There has to be a, there has to be like a distance that someone has to be offside or part of something like the handball. You have to be a certain distance away from someone else when the ball is played. But the handballs, when someone goes up for a header, for instance, and it's headed down onto their elbow, that is the worst rule in football. How, there's no way you can jump like a penguin. You can't have your arms down by your side and jump to head the ball. It's I, not know, yeah. I know it's difficult, but like the like it's the offside decisions where it's like literally by like a, a, a toe. And you think to yourself, are they gaining an advantage? And I suppose no. another awkward thing where then when if you brought in the thing where like just say it's like half a meter and you're not offside, but then that will bring in even more talk because you'll have to be exact from there as well so there's always going to be a talking point so it's just trying to make the correct changes to make it sort of flow like jack said throughout all of the game rather than just like england being different to spanish um var and all that sort of stuff i think yeah and this is yeah this was something that i obviously i talked about a little bit earlier about the different leagues having different rules i think the belgian league i think it's the belgian league has something in place where the line for var goes i think it's five centimeters in front and behind of the final part to account for um, the cameras not being able to pick up like exactly where they were when the ball was kicked and i think that's the way they've been using it and obviously in the premier league we've been doing it the exact fine point line which doesn't give you that room for error which has still been wrong. Like, um, I think it was the might have been one of the Southampton games where they didn't actually draw the line to the player's like leg. They drew it to um, their arm instead. But Aston Villa game, yeah, yeah, wasn't it? But, but it, for, for, as a viewer, to me, the line was in line with the defender, and the the attacker was actually on side. And it and it made me think, where, where are they actually? It's um, it's so against like good attacking play, isn't it? You know, it just it sort of doesn't favour attacking play at all. It favours defence. I understand. I believe that uh, the linesmen originally were always meant to favour defensive side. Like, even when it comes to throw-ins or like, a goal kick corner, you should favour the defensive side. But with offside, you have to. F- I know it's hard for human error, but you've got to try and think: Does the footballer gain an advantage having his sleeve further? Than the defender, yeah. and even if the, the, they could be facing the same way, and you don't, you can't judge speed when it comes down to offside. You've just got to judge where the players are at that point. And VAR is just wrong at, at that point. There is no way of saying that someone's sleeve is offside; they are going to score a goal. I mean, it, it, there's no way you can work that out. You just got to leave it to play. If, if someone's leg is completely offside, I understand. But stuff like a sleeve, I, I always thought up until this year, you had to have a goal goal scoring part of your body offside for it to class as offside well this year that's changed which is wrong yeah i mean I well if, I, if, you, if i stop you there sam just one second um i'm gonna read you the what it says on ifab um if you don't have the app i'll definitely recommend it um handballing the ball it is an offense if a player deliberately touches the ball with their hand slash arm including moving the hand arm towards the ball that's one of the rules Touches the ball with the hand arm when the arm hand has made the body unnaturally bigger. So we've seen many examples in the Premier League. Many others when that wasn't the case, it's still be, being given handball. Um, it's handball as well after a ball has touched the arm or the teammate's arm, even accidental, accidental, sorry, uh, which we saw in the Club World Cup final, uh, Tigres Bayern, and it was given as a goal. So that's FIFA making a mistake there, not even the Premier League. Yeah. It sounds so as if highest... you've got three different rules there that 
all mean different things. You've got one rule saying, okay, well, if it's accidental, it's it's not. But if your arm's out in a weird position and it's still accidental, it is. And then if it leads to a goal and it's accidental, then it definitely is. Then what happens to the first rule where it's accidental and it's not handball? Yeah. And this is this is the biggest problem that we're facing. We just want consistency. I can read you more than eight reasons here. Oh, and some of them contradict each other. And there's a graphic saying handball, no handball, no handball from the shoulder down to the forearm. And then anything I below just, is hand. I don't understand so, why they don't just simplify the whole rule, you know. Yeah. It's just, it seems overly complex. I think And the worst thing is you see different leagues using different um, rules of, them, of that IFAB rule. So when you go to the Champions League or to the World Cup, you don't know what your what the rules are. Mm. So players are confused. They don't know what handball is anymore. They don't know what a penalty, what red card, what a yellow card is anymore. But like you said then, Louise, you said the players don't understand, but maybe this is the issue with the referees as well. Like They're getting quite a lot of the blame, but realistically, there's quite a lot of rules there for them to fully remember during a game. So they have to take a lot of interpretations from what the rules are. And yeah. in a way, it just depends which one they choose. And then either way, they're probably always going to choose the wrong one because the fans and the people that watch the game are just going to complain anyway. So actually, this might be, that might bring a different perspective to this argument, saying that maybe it isn't fully the referee's fault. It's the, it's the people that are making the rules and the, what the referees have to follow. And fun fact, um, before every tournament, say Champions League final or champ before the Champions League, uh, now with the Club World Cup, before the first game, the players get that talk from, say, the president of the referees commission from each country, each, each organisation, talking about these kind of things because each competition is different with the rules. So instead of bringing a universal rule, there's yeah. so many little things that it's, it just, it's not good for the game. It's just harming it. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, moving on from <laughs> all the controversy from the handballs, I think we've had enough from that. Um, we want to thank all of you on the other side of your phone, laptop, uh, listening wherever you are, work, uh, in your free time, free day. Uh, we want to thank you for your support. Uh, you can follow our, our Twitter account, which is back up running and Thank you very much uh, from Put Your Foot On It. Uh, it's been me, Luis Costa, presenting. And we'll be back soon, sooner than you think, though. I'll see you all later. Thank you, guys. Put Your Foot On It podcast.